Welcome to the 98 Night Out podcast. Joining me today is Richard Clark, aka The Grumbler. Uh, and I've got him on to talk specifically about his absolutely excellent county cricket newsletter, or should I say The Grumbler's county cricket newsletter. Um, I strongly subscribe, as always. Uh, sorry, I urge everyone to subscribe. Uh, it's a very, very good and thorough read. And in the latest edition, one particular subject jumped out at me. So I thought I would talk to Richard about this um, and actually let him give us, if you haven't read it, which I'm sure many of you haven't, but um, I have. Uh, and Richard is going to give us chapter and verse on a really illuminating conversation that he had with his son, who he's trying to get involved in going to watch cricket. So, Richard, just tell us all about uh, what happened. Yeah, so my son is um, 15 years old, and I tried to get him into cricket, and my daughter too, over um, a long period of time. And I, I wrote in the book, in the book I wrote last week at Stan, I wrote about the fact that I used to take them to 50-over games and time it so they were there for the full extent of the interval because the thing they most enjoyed was playing on the pitch. And that's a real USP, a selling point. But frankly, they got bored. It was it was hard for them to get into, into cricket. The pair of them, my daughter's quite into scoring, so I'm, I'm thinking that might be an avenue in the long run. But this is, you know, you lament the loss of cricket on terrestrial television, the loss of cricket in schools. It hasn't touched them particularly strongly. But last week, um, he came to me and said, Dad, can I have some money? And I said, yeah, okay. Uh, he said, where are you going? I'm going to town. There's a cricket match. And I thought, oh, hang on. He's, you know, he's big into football. He's big into lots of other sports, plays, uh, rugby of the school, football for the school, running, does running for the school, all that. Is he an Arsenal fan? Very sporty. Uh, he is. He is. <laughs> uh, so I've influenced him that way, but I haven't influenced him with regard to cricket. But he asked me, can I have some money? I'm going to town. And I said, great, you're going to watch a cricket match. Great. Okay. And then I thought, oh, hang on. I looked it up. And of course, it's in the tournament that shall not be named. Mm -hmm. So, and I am um, um, a, a vociferous critic of that particular tournament. But I've always maintained, uh, and I've been consistent about this, it's not about the event. It's not about the... Um, uh, the format, I mean, the format and the razzmatazz and all that kind of stuff. It's not even um, the question that it asks. It's the way it solves it and the damage that it does to the county game. So he went along and I had a little chat with him afterwards about the way, uh, you know, what, what he enjoyed about it. Uh, it was at, at the Oval and, um, you know, he went, he enjoyed it. Um, he liked the sixes. He liked the razzmatazz. Um, he didn't like the double headers. It went on a little bit long for him. Um, he said he understood cricket anyway, so he didn't need it re-explained in that kind of way. Um, he left. It was a it was a double header, and it was the men's game first, and then the women's game afterwards. He left midway through the women's game. Through it was a very hot night. It was when it was very warm in London, and got a bit bored as as well uh, because. He doesn't, you know, he's a 15-year-old kid. He doesn't want to watch anything for a long period of time. He wants to play. The interesting part was, you know, he played with his mates um, in the in the park a, a few days after that. And even it's had to change me because I've, you know, and, and it was a question I was going to ask myself as part of my column for the cricket paper saying, would I, if it got my kids into cricket, would I embrace the tournament that shall not be named? And the issue is that 
by doing that, I firmly believe it leads to the destruction of county cricket, which I think is fundamentally important. And everything we've talked about, everyone critics such as I have 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 posited, have put forward, seems to be coming to pass after only 18 months, two years. Less than two versions of this tournament has led to the the blast being sidelined the 50 over it's it's a good tournament but it's it's a secondary tournament now we're even talking about the ashes being being moved um uh, so it's affecting test cricket but it's certainly affecting county cricket we're even seeing a general drift from smaller counties to big counties in terms of playing talent because those those um counties that are hosting games in the tournament that shall not be named get a huge revenue boost so what do you do here it's a it's a real ponderer because um if i embrace it it leads to not only the destruction of the county system that I love, but the county system that I believe is very important to the future of cricket in this in this country. So I interviewed him afterwards, you know, and he, he was he was um, uh, generally positive and you know, it, it appealed to him. But then it, it always would. And there's no problem with that. 2020 appealed to younger people when it came in. Uh, 20 odd years ago so it's a real poser that it, it it left me with what do I do here do I embrace it do I put it on the telly more because I haven't really watched it um, do I put it on the telly more to, to get him interested okay but you know if it was watching Surrey versus Essex in a 2020 at the Oval I'd be leading him down there. I'd be paying for everything. I'd be saying, yes, you want to go for Fernando's beforehand? Fine. You want the burger at halftime? Absolutely great. You want this, you want that? Great. I'll just take you. But as it is, I'm not enticing him and ushering him along because I know what this tournament, well, I believe I know what this tournament will lead to. And so that's that's the basic story of it. And um yeah, it was a, an interesting question that I thought I might be faced with at some point. Is this a case of, you know, trying to whittle it down to the bare bones? Is this just a case of attention span and the younger generation not having the the, the patience, maybe let alone the time, to spend all day uh, or five days watching a game of cricket? Or even, you know, you sort of wonder to yourself now, is even 50 overs becoming too much of an ask for, for youngsters to sit, to sit and, and watch the whole thing? Yeah, I think I've, I've talked about this before, I think, on, on the show. Um, attention spans, it's easy to say, oh, young people have the attention span of a goldfish. And I don't think that's necessarily true, you know, because, for example, that same son that I'm talking about, I have to prize him away from his Xbox, okay? He will happily spend a weekend up there and come down for food and water and pretty much go back up there and play. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so he has a big attention span for that. Um, he's read Harry Potter books, 750 words long. You know, we're all, we're all binge watching Netflix, you know, shows one after the other. So it's the way the content is presented. And it's also in, in terms of the, the sort of whistle bells around it, but also you can tailor the content. So it grabs you immediately. You, you know, if you, even if you look at pop songs now, there's, they get to the hook and they get to the chorus really quickly. As Roxette once said, don't bore us, get to the chorus, right? <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, so 
you know, songs don't build in the way that they used to. So there's a different way you're presenting content because you need to sell content, whatever it is, be it sport, be it music, be it books, in order to create more of it, right? So it needs to be saleable. So, you know, my point is that as Richard Gould, the former CEO of Surrey, tried to put when he was um, uh, uh, in his interview for the for the for the CEO's job at the um, at the ECB, a Premier League T Twenty blast could have done all of this. The whistles and bells around it is what he's interested in. Yeah, right? exactly. Right, and because that's that's the sort of gateway. That's what gets you in. And I still maintain that despite the sort of war that we have going on within cricket um the the tournament that shall not be named was not the only route you know my son has an interest in it and it sparked an interest i get that but it's not the only route and if you think it's the only route there's never one solution to anything in these senses and the one that they've chosen has caused huge amount of division in my i, I think everyone agrees on that and certainly, in my opinion, will lead to the destruction of the county game, which holds everything up. So, you know, there's attention spans, but I just think it's presentation of content these days. You know, that that's that's what's draw drawn him in ultimately. If we accept that there's been um, a degree of success in terms of the content and the packaging of the tournament that shall not be named, why do you think the ECB went ahead down that route and instead of just thinking right? Let's rebrand. Let's rejig. Let's relaunch the blast. Why? Why didn't they do that instead of trying something completely different? I, my personal opinion, I think there's a a power struggle at bay because the ECB are. I believe the ECB feel they're too, or they have been too beholden to the counties. Um, I think that that's at play. The other thing is you have to look at the at the county structure and say it's not moved with the times enough. Okay, you know that we can't look at where cricket was and take the and say it's all about the ECB being being horrible horrible people. The counties have been too stuck in the mud at times and not move forward. They did with regard to T Twenty, right? They embraced it, and as did the fan base. Um, and it's interesting because some of those thirty year olds and thirty five year olds um, who embraced T Twenty are now exactly the people saying this this tournament that that shall not be named is is uh is 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 not right and not good for cricket and they're being labeled sick in the muds so 20 years ago they were open-minded 20 years later they're sticking the muds okay well that's perhaps that's because um of what it leads to or perhaps they've just got older who knows but you know it's um yeah it's a it's a real issue for a lot of people now where this fits in and we're also leading to fatigue over all the division because it won't be changed. And that's a problem. Um, yeah, it, it won't be be changed in the short term. You know, for whatever, for whatever reason it was introduced, there's been no criteria by which we can measure success. And of course, it's been extended till 2028 and ring French from the Andrew Strauss review. So whatever the reason for them going this way, they it has been backed and um almost in a position where it's too big to fail a little bit like that financial crash in in 2007 which i'm sure you know a lot about <laughs> yeah that's a conversation for another time and uh, another outlet but uh interesting that you mentioned that this has been given um 
a lifeblood of five years. Do you think that there's an inevitability or that's the approach of the ECB to basically batter all of us into submission uh, and that as the youngsters continue to grow? And I think one thing is clear that it is attracting a different audience to other formats of domestic cricket that bit by bit, and we've and you've mentioned the stark uh, changes that have happened just in the last 12, 18 months and the effect it's had on the blast and county championship matches uh, in terms of attendance and following. Did you think that that's going to be, or what the ECB are trying to do, is maintain that trend so that ultimately they win out? Yes. I've always thought they will engineer success for it, and if they couldn't engineer success for it, they would, um, how should we say, manipulate the situation so it could be PR'd as a success. For example, if you, I mean, I, fun enough, ahead of the latest um, newsletter, I looked again at Inspiring Generations, which was their document uh, that, that um, their sort of four or five year plan, I think it was, from the ECB. And um, the criteria for success that they've used is relatively woolly. You know, Making cricket a game for me is quite woolly. Um, talking about engaging with the game, well, what does that mean? Um, the research that supposedly the tournament that shall not be named was based upon, we've never really seen that. What is the criteria that it hit that led to the new TV deal that meant it's been put in, uh, 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 been cemented until 2028? Why was that done just that, uh, just ahead of a new chairman being announced. Why was the BBC part of it? The free to air, which is so important, by the way, not part of that deal. So there's been a whole load of uh, muddled thinking around uh, and lack of clarity around the, the instigation of this. And that's, that leads to mistrust, right? That there hasn't been been transparency. And if you, I looked at the Inspiring Generations document and the first two people to, you know, with the nice pictures of them with a the backdrop of, I think it's Lords and talking about what this document means is Colin Graves and Tom Harrison. And look where their reputations are now in terms of cricket. Yeah, so you have to look at this being engineered to be successful. You look at, even, I mean, even moving the ashes, even oh, losing the ashes out of August. And there were stories coming out this week in the mail that it was Sky that was was behind that uh, because they didn't want to get it interfere with the Premier League. And it's interesting, the Premier League has, the introduction of the Premier League a little bit earlier this season has taken the focus away to a certain extent from the tournament that shall not be named. You know, we saw, we saw um, in 2019, um, a 15% year-on-year increase in T20 Blast group sales. It wasn't PR'd. And yet the PR that was, that was put around after the tournament that shall not be named at the end of last year was wide. Um, there had been a lot of silence in the build-up to, to the event taking place when people were very, very concerned. And yet when they had some metrics to quote-unquote prove its success, they um, they blasted them from the rooftop. So this has led to mistrust and this has led to this kind of civil war that's going on at the moment. And it's very disappointing. I just think they are going to, yeah, they've locked in the sky money now. So I wrote in the, in the newsletter a couple of weeks ago that, that for me, that's probably the end of county cricket as we know it.
I don't think we'll come out of it in the same form. It might it might exist in some way, but it'll be mortally wounded. Yeah. yeah. I've got a, a, a sinister personal worry here um, of what might I be going on. I have loads on. of those. I have loads yeah. of things. But that's, that's a different podcast too. <laughs> anyway, but go on. Sorry, I interrupt. My, 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 my real... The thing that I worry about most um, is... You know where we see the game in five years, let alone ten years' time, with counties being basically marginalised and being pushed to the edges of the game, uh, and the march of the power of the franchises, the march of the IPLs, and we're start- starting to see it already with IPL franchises buying up teams in, for example, the Caribbean Premier League, which is about to get underway, and I just fear that that will be. The blueprint for the future that it won't be counties anymore it won't be states or whatever anywhere in the world it will be franchises and has the ecb in establishing the tournament that shall not be named but basically establishing a franchise model in england opening the door and beckoning these indian big bucks players to come and basically restructure and take over our own game it's a big fear i mean just as a quick aside, but it's related. Um, I said, I had a conversation with my son last night and he didn't know that the franchise that he was, that, that the hundred only exists for a month a year. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know that. He didn't know that. Right. So say he, say he loves it. Say he wants to play. What happens where well, he joins a local club, say he's great. And he, you know, say, say he ends up at, at, at your club. Okay, he's going to go into your club. Are going to get him into the Essex system if they can. I mean, mm. they've done that with Rolfson. I know he's an overseas player. He's not. He's not a. He's not a, a local per se. But it's still come through club cricket. You know, he would go through those tiers. And yet, for me, the franchise system that's being set up is undermining it. And of course, the ECB, from my understanding, and you know, this isn't confirmed, but it's been long talked about, and it fits. If we are having an IPL-led um, uh, franchise cricket, global cricket system where you sign for the Knight Riders and you play in the IPL Knight Riders team and the Caribbean Premier League Knight Riders team and the BBL Knight Riders team and even the tournament that shall not be named Knight Riders team, okay, that does away with county cricket. That mm. does away with test cricket, basically, because you are... Uh, they'll have to ask for permission to um, play for their international boards. Um, and um, oh, what was the point I was going to say? I slightly lost my track there. Um, the, the that, That's a real fear. That That's a real fear because it, it ends up in a situation where if you're ha- if you're getting venture capital money in, for example, is what they've talked about with the with the, with the ECB, you know, outside money to fund the, to- the the teams in the tournament that shall not be named. I mean, venture capital money thinks in the way f- fans don't, which is they look at the financial return and they look at as soon as they get in, they look at how we're going to get out. You know, you look at what just is what just what has just happened to Worcester Warriors, the rugby club, right? And it's a, it's a similar size business, and they're in all sorts of financial trouble. Um, you look at what happens with football teams when um, 
someone comes in with a lot of money and then the ideas and the enthusiasm and the money runs out and they're off again. County cricket is set up in a different way and that's its that's its strength. And if you're going into franchises, A, they're naturally parasit- parasitical. They have to be parasitical. Albeit in the longer term, they can set up systems, I would think. But it it doesn't lead to a solid structure. It doesn't lead to strength and resilience within the sport. And the <clears> decisions <throat> that have been made over um, uh, schools cricket, the divisions that have been made over the broadcast, the divisions, that have, the, the decisions that have been made over the tournament that shall not be named have all taken resilience out of the sport. So do we wonder why it's weak? Well, that's my fear that the door's been held wide open and, um, you know, as the traditional fan base ages and dwindles, um, these youngsters are coming through. I mean, in our case, it was, third, as you rightly said, 30-year-olds embracing T20 and now being 50-year-olds that are kind of smelling the coffee a little bit. I think just one point on that, and I and this is, and I think that's absolutely right, and uh, that, that, that it, there is a fear over the fan base dying out. That's mm. true. I do think, though, that you're your sporting preferences change you know when i was growing up i loved the the sunday league right i loved the 40 over stuff and the one day competitions i was less interested in the championship i knew it was important but it was less interested it's flipped around the other way now why because you know i'm i'm of an age where you know even going to the blast it's it's sometimes too beery and too loud because i want to watch the game i'm not yeah, yeah. Don't drink very much right so and and with with the county stuff um I can uh, I can park. I can move around. I can sit in different places. I looked at the pictures of of um, of Chesterfield this week with the with the chairs out, and I look at it and think, what a lovely ground, what a lovely setting. I'm sticking it in the newsletter this week. Some of the pictures there. When I was a kid, I might have thought, well, that's boring, isn't it? Uh-huh. My son, my son wants all the whistles and bells, right? But as you get older, your taste change. So what there may be some people who got into the blast 20 years ago got back into cricket because of the blast 20 years ago and now actually prefer the county championship because they've changed the cricket hasn't so much but they've changed you know um i think the interesting part of that is the loss of cricket within schools that early touch point is so critical mm. that you don't even know how to play the game you know don't don't have any understanding no connection at all that's right i I mean my son's barely played it at school and my daughter i don't think she's played it at all don't think she's played it at all if she has she's only played a little bit okay well that's not good enough no and there's a generational thing people of you are not my age that grew up playing cricket football whatever uh on the local green or common or whatever that just doesn't happen anymore i mean i i still go around the places where i used to play when i was growing up they're all deserted i mean okay okay society's changed but um i think sport has really been hit by that um and, uh, and cricket in particular is a sport that's come back uh, um and been hurt by it particularly um okay um <laughs> i'm trying to end on a kind of an upbeat note or something to look forward to but um i'm just, not sure there is one i'm not no, sure there you're is right one. you're right and I, I can't think of anything but um for people such as me, I don't think there is one. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I, I think it, it's about managing a, a decline and trying to preserve what we can. But I think this civil war has been has been has been lost already. Yeah, and will just be completely ignored, and people will become bored of hearing the same old arguments if they're not already. 
yeah and 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 i think it's probably been engineered by the stakeholders to make it so that basically they win out because um you know let 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 the sport kill itself uh, and let the the phoenix rise from the flames um it's it's interesting i've just read barry hearn's autobiography um and um when we had him on the show he said that t20 cricket was the big one that he'd missed He's a big cricket nut, and, and it would be interesting how cricket would have gone, but the ECB actively pushed him away. Um, but my point being that he talks, there's a good chapter in there about snooker, how wildly popular snooker was because everything came together, you know, terrestrial TV, all the forces aligned. But then when it started to get, um, it was basically a monster that came out of control. And now um, it's almost on its deathbed, really. People, you know, you think of the millions that used to tune in to watch the crucible world finals um i mean it's still there now but i think the viewing figures are, are minimal really these days and the interest is, is gone I, I think the only one that holds it up is ronnie o'sullivan because you need a character That's and, what that, and matchroom were absolutely fantastic at building those characters what they've done with darts and what they've done with boxing but what especially what they've done with darts is absolutely fascinating because they've built a sport effectively behind a uh, behind a paywall because the pdc version of darts um, was different to the version at Lakeside. Now, a lot of people, but it's interesting, right? Because a lot of people had awareness of that Lakeside competition. It was at the BBC, but it was very old. Along came PDC, nicked all the players, um, uh, under uh, um, uh, and um, and now it's under Matchroom. They've redeveloped it now. The entrances are like boxers. They've got a league going on um on a regular basis. They've got a number of tournaments. It's extremely well run. The interesting part is that they've managed to build that behind a paywall because the PDC version has always been on Sky. And from my understanding, the it is the second biggest sport on Sky consistently behind football because the numbers are so big because people mm. get into it. It's quick. It's easy to understand, right? Snooker isn't quick. It's too slow. It doesn't fit in that sense. Cricket, and I'm trying to find you an, an out here on an end point. So I think I've found one, right? So cricket, for a start, Lots of sports have gone in for short forms. Cricket got there earlier with 2020, but of course, England being England, we didn't exploit it the right way. We didn't we didn't develop it the right way. We didn't own it the right way. And other people have done it better than us. That's a very uh, typical English thing. The upside, the upside that from the tournament that shall not be named is people love the game, right? <laughs> because because it's not any different. The tournament that shall not be named, the format is not massively different from, from, from the blast. It isn't a big, it's still cricket, right? It's still cricket. Okay. They've got a different way of uh, denoting what is an over. They've got different graphics, blah, 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 but people still love the game and they still enjoy it. And if you expose them to it, they enjoy it. My issue would be why people weren't exposed to it before. Why haven't they had free to air? Why haven't they had it in schools? Well, that's mismanagement from the top. But the upside is people still love the game of cricket. The trouble is, in my opinion, we are reducing the size of the footprint with the franchise model. But people still still love the game. So there's your up point. There's your up point. Is that good enough? That's perfect. What a way to end. Uh, Richard, many, many thanks for joining us today. Uh, fascinating as always. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you very, very soon. Cheers, Aaron. Remember, if you've enjoyed this chat, there are plenty more. Just subscribe to the podcast uh, and also remember to subscribe to Richard Clark's Grumbler 
County Cricket Newsletter. Just go onto Google and search for County Cricket Newsletter. You'll find it. Subscribe to him. Buy him a cup of coffee. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening.